Welcome to the busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes in studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. Before we hear from our guest, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and leave comments. This will help the podcast in reaching a larger audience. Also, invite your friends to listen. Information on how to reach me and a link to my website are in the show notes. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. And now, today's interview. Well, Yvonne, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Sunday, a little bit more slower, quieter. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, how's the weather where you're at? It's pretty cold where I am. It's pretty cold. Um, It's about uh, 30 degrees outside. And yeah. So it's requiring coats and uh, Mm -hmm. scarves. Unless you're born here. I've discovered some people born here. Um, I was at Costco the other day. It was 30 degrees. And a little boy and his father both had shorts and T-shirts on. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I've noticed the mothers here sometimes have their infants and they're not very well bundled up. So I figured that just toughens them mm-hmm. up and, uh, and, and just gets them ready. Yeah. Now, have yeah. you always lived in Utah? No, I was born in San Francisco. Uh, I'm a military brat and came to Utah about when I was about age 12. Wow. San Francisco, that's a city that. Oh, it was really a changed. very beautiful, it was oh. a beautiful cosmopolitan city. The women wore suits when they went to town. It was a beautiful city. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it is. I loved it when I was a young boy, and it has really, really changed. Yeah. Well, now you came here as 12. Uh, that's because of your father in the military? or Yes, he was military. And then he retired military, and then he, uh, he continued uh, in civil service and aeronautics. Um, and Utah as, you know, civil service at Hill Air Force Base. And okay. And have you always been a member of the church? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I have. Oh. Although I, I qualify that, I, I spent my first uh, six, up to sixth grade in a private Catholic school. Oh. Even though well, I was, yes. The Catholic schools have got some great training. Yes. They're, yes, they used to be very excellent schools. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a very good friend in college that was trained in Europe by, um, let's see, which monk order was it? I can't remember, mm-hmm. but uh, boy, he came out well-trained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah very well-trained. Now, uh, you married, and uh, how many yes. children do you have? We have eight children and 20 grandchildren, two greats. Now, um, are they scattered throughout the United States or mm-hmm. And I have our youngest daughter lives in Malaysia. Her husband is with the State Department. So oh, wow. I've got them in Oregon and California and San Diego and Texas and Arizona. Well, before COVID, did you, were you on the plane a lot? Mm-hmm. Yep. In fact, we had tickets to Malaysia that we were to leave on March 20th. Oh, and then, and then we COVID didn't happened. go on that flight. <laughs> now, now, what happens in that in that circumstance when you got the tickets and COVID came? Are they still good in the future? Uh, yeah, we have credit for those. Okay, and there's no time limit. Uh, two years. Oh, two years. And okay. we can use the the tickets anywhere in the world. So. Oh, okay. Very good. Right. Yeah, and they've been reassigned to 
the Philippines after June. So like I said, we'll just travel in a different area. Yeah. I don't, Malaysia has opened up travel within the country, but nothing else. Oh. Now, um, your husband, what does he do? Uh, he used to be a general contractor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For houses, for doing houses? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, upscale houses. And- All right. So the house you live in, he built? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I designed it. Oh, yeah. okay. So it meets your particular needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not everybody has that, has that opportunity. Now, you said you were a teacher, and you said you taught uh, the primary grades, but you made an interesting comment. You wish you had, had a secondary credential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, what is it yeah. about high school that you liked over the younger ages? Um, just more of a, an intellectual challenge with your high school age uh, students. Um, there's advantages both ways. If I was younger, I wouldn't mind the elementary, but there's a lot of physical work for elementary grades. Yeah, there is. I started off teaching, um, well, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Uh-huh. And then after about three years, moved up to the high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, there's just a total difference. Um, well, uh-huh. and, and, and mainly you only, well, it wasn't my case. Normally in a high school, you have a particular set of students for one hour or whatever the time period is. Uh-huh. And then you don't see them until the next day or two days, whatever the schedule is. With, yeah. Um, most school, with, high schools are on the AB system. Yeah. Where they're and, with the teacher every other day in each class. It's about an hour and 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. And in grade school, uh, you've got those little darlings all day. <laughs> <laughs> and it can really prove to be a challenge. Now, I was yeah. because I all my classes were in American Sign Language uh-huh. uh, for deaf and hard of hearing students. Uh-huh. So special ed. And I had this. Uh, I even in high school, I had them all day. Uh-huh. Uh, occasionally they would go out to a particular class, but mainly I had them all day and, and yeah. taught all and taught all subjects within that class. So now mm-hmm. that was a little yeah. bit, a little bit different. Well, now how, how did we meet? Now we, we haven't met physically, of course, but I think I've been in, uh, I've been a, in a couple of your classes that you've taught at education week at BYU. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good. I missed BYU this year. Oh, I do. Uh, having the education week uh, virtual is okay. It's just not the same. Uh, human beings need the, the physical association with other people. Yeah. To talk yeah. to people, not, you know, uh, shake their hand, um, be around people. Yeah. Uh, we have one daughter who's a social worker, and they've seen a huge increase in mental and emotional uh, disturbances, very serious, serious disturbances. Uh, and the increase, great increase in suicide numbers. Um, we personally feel that um, how this is COVID situation is being handled is not correct. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, um, in fact, I didn't even sign up for uh, BYU Ed this this last mm-hmm. uh, summer. I I just I didn't like the idea of it. And then when I did look at the list of classes, which were kind of limited, mm-hmm. 
I looked and I said, well, there's only a few I want to hear. And I, and I'd rather be in the class. <laughs> and so, and so anyway, I didn't do it, but boy, I, I always look forward to BYU Ed Week. And, and, uh-huh. and, and you're right. And when I was teaching there, uh, I made myself available during lunchtime or, you know, at the, right. the, the right. center there and people would come and talk and uh-huh. I learned so much from them and just enjoyed um, talking with the people that, uh, yeah. and, and, and trying to help them at the same time wow. using the gospel library. So yeah, I, boy, I, I really, really miss it. And um, it's now like, uh, the other one I enjoy is Roots Tech. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be all different. It's going to be virtual. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be virtual. And I am one of the speakers. And it's really interesting how they're setting it up. They, um, and it's not going to be on, obviously on the gospel library. It's going to be on journaling. But uh, they want you to give a 20-minute class. And what they've learned from like TEDx is that most people only want to listen for about 20 minutes on a virtual type of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, my subjects will probably run an hour, but I have to do a 20-minute. And if people want to come back, they can do another 20 minutes. Ah, they can okay. come back and do another 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And so, um, but it's going to be very different. And, and, and just part of being at Roots Tech was just, you're right, I just enjoyed I enjoyed the exhibits, you know, the exhibit hall that was huge. And I always enjoyed learning from mm-hmm. that and walking around and seeing what people are doing and maybe right. talk, maybe talking to the person next to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of taking the joy. It is. We've had uh, several Christmas uh, traditions and uh, groups that I belong to all of them. Uh, some of the women are, uh, actually very, very fearful and afraid and just, um, it's just, it's just a shame and it shouldn't be scared of. Our media is, uh, I feel deliberately um, scaring people and uh, there are some political, very political overtones. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was reading, I know this is way off of our subject here for the day, but mm-hmm. I was reading that there's about 650,000 Americans die of heart disease every year. Mm-hmm. And, and it's being registered if they die of, with the COVID testing. Yes. It's yeah. recorded as COVID. And it's yeah. very incorrect. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And heart disease in most cases, unless it's congenital or something, is preventable. Uh, yeah. But they don't have us going around and taking sugar away from us. Well, they, some people have tried, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's just, and then I think I've read yesterday, 200,000 people have died in the United States of COVID. I just don't trust the numbers. <laughs> and I just, and I went to church today they asked me to play the organ. And if they asked me to play the organ, I'm the last resort. It means everyone else said no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the last one they ask. And anyway, um, I went and there was a 70 there with us and I just, I, I wore, I have a, glove, a shield in front of my face. I don't like the mask. But once I sat down at the organ, I took it off. I just, I just don't you like it. Not. I'm a ward organist and I've tried it with the mask and it, you just don't do a good job. I, so yeah. when I'm playing the organ, I will not wear a mask. Yeah. And, and when I play the organ, I need all the help I can get. So <laughs> I don't want to be wearing a mask or anything else, anything else like that. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 you don't know this, but I have a degree in music and played professionally um, for many years, but I, not as a keyboard person, but as a mm-hmm. percussionist mm-hmm. and uh, worked with symphonies. So anyway, well, um, as far as your scripture study, exactly how do you approach it? 
Um, I do both by subject and also chronologically reading straight through the scriptures. Um, shall I tell you how I came about using this, getting it onto the digital? Yes, I'm very interested. You've got to, um, the, our listeners don't know that you and I have been talking for quite a few weeks because we've had technical problems and hooking up for over, I guess, a month. And anyway, we were finally successful today. But you sent me a photograph of your Book of Mormon, and I said, boy, mm-hmm. uh, I've got to learn more about this. So why don't you go yes. ahead and tell us how okay. it all came about? Okay, so in the 1970s and 80s, we didn't have the technical uh, development and advantages that we have today with smartphones and et cetera. You know, cell phones were coming in, but not what we have today. It was strictly for calling. And so I'm in a meeting uh, with our state president, and I'm noticing his scriptures and these little notes, these little papers he's got right in. And so he showed me his scriptures, and whether it was a unique statement, I mean, even things from Journal of Discourses, uh, Orson Pratt was comes to mind. You read in, the, uh, in Nephi where he talks about uh, this country, and uh, he had a unique statement by Orson Pratt uh, with um, the prophet Moroni visiting George Washington and others, you know, this statement, marvelous thing they have with the scriptures. It's right to the point. It's right to the verse. And so he'd have it on a small print and he would take a printed out. So it would fit within the book. And with a glue stick, he would just go right around the edge of that paper and then kind of um, separate the, well, not separate this, the pages, but enough to get that paper to stick down in the book and the, the, it would stay right there. It doesn't come out. It doesn't fall out. And you have it. So <laughs> my book became just, yeah, I, I continued that with, that with all of my scriptures. And so my brain was in the scriptures. And I thought, whoa, what happened if I ever lost this book? <laughs> I would be, you know, it would be devastating to me. Yes. And so I... Um, uh, so I had seen your class. In fact, I've been to that class two years in a row. And also we have um, uh, a brother in our board who teaches at uh, Institute at UVU. And he was he had a, a class for us all. And that got me started there. And with your two classes, I've gone through the Book of Mormon and every single page I've made sure that I have it right now um, digitally um, and on my phone and on my computer. They, uh, LDS.org, uh, the website for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you can go, if it's a long statement, I can go right in on my computer and type it up really fast and it enters into my scriptures. You know, if you've got, you know, when you're logged in on your own, and it's it's right there. It's just a wonderful feature to have. Yes, I I absolutely agree. Now those little slips of paper, I somehow imagine that they were being glued on the margin, of the edges. But from your photo, I could see it's actually in the binding. Right so that, in so the right, that's, that's right where the pages meet. Yeah, yeah. yeah right yes, where the pages yeah. meet. So it's tucked yeah. right in there. It's tucked right tight, right in. Yeah, yeah. and so it looks like a mini. Page been added is what, right. is what, is what right. it looks like. Mm-hmm. That's very, very clever. Very, very clever. And so now, um, 
Do you still use hard copies and I do. digital too? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. do. You know, I'm in my late 70s. And so, yes, I'm still part of the old school. <laughs> so I kind of work both ways. Well, uh, yeah. you know, whatever works. It's uh, right. It's really, it's really yeah. what, whatever works for people, mm-hmm. as long as they're getting into the scriptures. Now, do you have a, um, a particular time of the day you do it? Or how, how do you approach this? It all depends on my schedule for each day, you know, and what's happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preferred time? Um, sometimes it's right in the middle of the day. Sometimes it's in the morning. Yeah. Or sometimes okay. in the evening, or if I'm reading, you know, the subject matter for, you know, a Sunday school or, you know, going through my notes from education week or whatever's happening. Okay. And um, do you use a journal at the same time or are you? I journal, I, I journal write on Sundays. I used to try and keep a, a, a journal of my readings but I, after a while, I let that drop. So. And it was just too cons- time-consuming, or uh, it took me away from my reading. Oh, it took you away. From and then reading. I found I didn't go back to it. You know. Okay. So. All right. Now, um, as far uh, now, is it just you and your husband at home now? I assume. Uh, right now, we have a son with us. It's gone through a divorce, and so. Okay. He's with us for a little bit, but other right. than that, it's my husband and I. All right. And do you, as a family, study the scriptures? We don't. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> he likes to read the scriptures different than I do. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and, <laughs> he wants to reading, and I want to stop and discuss this verse uh-huh. and, and oh, that okay. verse and say, hey, this is the notes I had, et cetera. And he wants to keep reading. So. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a good idea because what we want to do is avoid contention. Yeah. (laughs) If we're having contention when we're studying the scriptures together, then maybe that's not such a hot idea. (laughs) Well, um, you've got 20 grandchildren. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you ever relate a scripture to them in some way, send something to them, or or when you're with them? I don't as much as we should. Um, Sometimes they'll be talking about something and and, uh, you know, we'll pop up and say, well, you know what it says here, you know, in okay. reference to something they yeah. have a challenge with. Um, have you ever shown them your Book of Mormon that you've got all those pages? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I, I'm not sure that they have. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, me, to me, that's a valuable um, keepsake for the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all come across uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's, look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I think it would be um, a, a great thing to pass on through the family. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And just and just the idea of there's different ways to do this, and that's why we have this podcast. Yeah. Is there to, is. There's, yeah. There, there's so many different ways. Change. Yeah. Everybody yeah. will approach their study a little bit different. Yeah, but just what's important is that we study and we ponder and, and uh-huh. we grow and try yeah. to get closer closer to the Savior. Yeah, right. What, mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. what it's all about. Right. Well, do, do you have anything else that you do with the scriptures that might be different? Uh, um, yeah, well, it's just that I kind of fluctuate between, you know, using my digital and, but I just, I still have the, 
my comfort zone with the hard copy. Mm-hmm. But my comfort is because uh, I know it's there uh, on my phone. And so I have that extra benefit. Yeah. That yeah. if I'm sitting in the class and I don't, I'm not carrying my scriptures, I can, there's that little, you know, mark to the side. I can just touch that mark and boom, that statement comes up or whatever it is. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's really been helpful with the digital scriptures. It's not the only way to study, mm-hmm. but I find it, you know, using tags and, and all those things, it just mm-hmm. makes it so right. quick to, to, to bring something up. In fact, I was studying this morning and um, what was it? Um, uh, on the fine. Yeah. That, that expression on the fine. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought, do I really know what that means? <laughs> and yeah. I had to do some searching. I finally found out the, what it meant. And uh, so I actually made a little note, highlighted it, made a note. And that's in the, so the next time I get it, I know that it means uh-huh. basically to, 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 it means to clarify yeah. what it means. It means to that. And, and so um, it's just little things like that. That mm-hmm. then I was further reading in Doctrine and Covenants, the, uh, have, uh, the Lord told them how big to make the building, uh, that particular um, temple, uh, 55 feet by 65 feet in the inner court. Mm-hmm. And I thought, is, is there some symbolism in 55 and 65? Well, why didn't he say 56 and 69, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, with some research, I actually found that there are certain symbolic meanings with those numbers. So mm-hmm. I, So then I was able to put that into... Um, into that scripture as a note, and it's mm-hmm. always searchable. And I think that's what the value for me is. I, I don't retain information very well, but I, 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 I know how to get to it. Right. And, 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 and that's what's important for me to be able to find it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very, very important. Well, yeah. I do appreciate your time and um, yeah. your perse- perseverance, and we can finally get together. Mm-hmm. I know we've had some problems with the uh, recording here, cutting in and out, but yeah. uh, it, it, but it's going to be fine. Um, okay. I always like to end with my guests bearing their testimony. Would you mind doing that? No, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and that Joseph Smith was a prophet who God the Father and, and Jesus Christ did appear to him. Uh, if we don't have that understanding, that is the very rock of our religion. Uh, the scriptures are a blessing to our lives. It lets us know who we really are and what we should be about, to understand what's happened in this world. And um, my husband and I both love the Book of Mormon. Uh, my, I, I gained sort of a... a earlier on testimony of the Book of Mormon. My father just wasn't always active in the church, but the one thing he uh, loved was the Book of Mormon, and he always testified to that. In fact, whenever he had to uh, uh, go on uh, trips uh, for the government, he would, in his spare time, he would hunt around old used bookstores and came across the first edition, and it was his dearly love. And he made sure that all of his his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren always saw this book. And uh, he would talk about it and testify to the Book of Mormon. And if we read into the Book of Mormon, it gives us answers for why, what is happening today. And it's very serious. I mean, you go into Ether 8 or into Helaman. Um, 
uh, yeah, that gives you such clear answers, the importance of what is happening today.